Hey, welcome to the Story at the Center podcast. We're about to embark on Season 2, Episode 5, but before we get there, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so, because whenever these episodes drop every other Friday, they will come right onto your device, and nobody likes to go to have to fetch a podcast mm, episode, mm-hmm. so we'd love for you to do that. <laughs> the other thing you can do for us today is to subscribe i said that already subscribe and then review the podcast um reviews really help people find us because when you review something it bumps things up in the list of like um recommendations in certain in (laughs) yes in certain genres of podcasts and so if uh you would review our podcast today that would really help us um, get these stories out and that's really more our heart on this is Mm -hmm. to just have these stories in the hands of those who need to hear them. And so if you do that for us today, we would love for you to do it. Abby, tell us about today's episode. Today we have Katie Robbins on the podcast. She is our student associate leader um, for our student ministry at ACF. And she is so fun. I mean, this episode, we laughed a ton. Um, You will hear my somewhat annoying giggle almost like every three minutes. Um, we cracked a lot of jokes. Um, we talked about some serious stuff, some fun stuff, um, where God is leading her, um, where she's come from, and just everything that God's doing in her life. And let me tell you, there is um, a lot that even like us not discussing on the podcast, there's a lot happening with Katie. So she and she's, God's taking her places. So please listen in. Um, it's an amazing time. We had such a good time sitting down with Katie, and um, we want to share that with you. So please stick around, and um, here's Katie's episode. Um, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're so happy you're here. I'm so excited. Yay. Um, so you're in Austin now, mm. obviously, but you weren't always <laughs> here. You weren't always here. Um and you're doing so many things. You have so many things, and it's so cool to watch you. Um, so kind of talk about that. Talk about where you're from. Talk about um, how you got here, and we'll start there and just jump right in. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like you know my story, Abby, a little, maybe, yes? A little bit more than you, than Jason. Than me, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, One of my favorite parts about this is that I get to come on here and learn about people's stories. Mm-hmm. People right? that you've known for two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it happens, right? Like, especially in our context, because when you first came on, you know, I was at a different campus mm-hmm. and we n- knew each other. We knew of each other, but we hadn't had a chance to really work together much. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's great to have opportunities like this to, to really learn what God has done, is doing, and, mm-hmm. and so it's just fun. So, and when Abby tees people up for the podcast, I just sit back and go, "Sweet, I get to I get to find out all the all the cool stuff." So, all the juicy details. That's right. Well, the, tea. Yeah, the tea. Yeah, the tea. <laughs> How you said that? The tea. <laughs> There's so many times where, like, when we recorded with Alex, just about how you know, like, her story. It was a lot nuts. of me. It was a lot of me talking, and like, there are times where there's a lot of 
him asking questions because yeah. he knows some people better than me. That's cool. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Sometimes I just ask questions because I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Like, so Okay. I love being asked questions, BTW. So. <laughs> All right. We're ready. So. Um, so my story. So I was born and raised in Las Vegas. Um, technically, I was in Idaho for about seven of those years after I was born. But I really just say born and raised in Vegas because it's a lot easier than go- like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved back in 2000. Four, I believe, and we were um, moved back to Boulder City, Nevada, which is right next to the Hoover Dam. And my mom was the one that's like, "I'm not moving back to Las Vegas. Find us a house somewhere where there's no gambling, and we can like be in a community." And mm-hmm. so that's what we found, Boulder City. It was so cool being able to grow up with everyone there. So I knew everyone from fourth grade all the way till I graduated high school. Wow. Like. the same people the same houses they lived in like if there was like a new kid it was like seeing like new candy for the first time you're like (laughs) oh my gosh who is that like um was it a small city uh yeah like my graduation class was about a hundred students I believe maybe less um so super tiny people were in and out and that kind of thing um but yeah it's was definitely fun but also not fun because you knew everyone right and it was all the same people over and over again and you make one mistake in life and they remember it for the rest of their lives Mm. (laughs) yeah it's true you become that that's right i was not the cool girl and i'm proud of it but also like i was not the cool girl (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i have a mom and a dad and my sister Paige. we're 18 months apart um she is my best friend it wasn't always that way we hated each other for a hot minute like we hated each other and then in high school we were like oh we can be friends oh cool okay okay this is awesome and like we would hear other things from other friends and then we'd go tell each other being like, did you hear what that person said? Oh my gosh, did you hear what that person said? And they're like, okay, we're on the same page. Right. Um, but yeah, she's my rock now and like, I love her to death and wish she would move to Austin. If you're listening, move to Austin. Um, but also really- move to Austin. <laughs> it's the greatest here. It we is. Love it. We actually tried, but you know, it didn't work out. She's doing amazing things down there. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So basically like all my jobs and stuff like that were in las vegas um we went to a church for 14 years we found one once we moved back it was called south hills it was in a little we started in a high school went to a strip mall and did that and then we moved to our own building Mm -hmm. so long transition but it was really cool to see it grow my mom um she worked there as our financial director for about 12 of those 14 years mm-hmm. which is really awesome so you're a staff kid oh yeah staff kid through and through I understand the pain of being a staff kid <laughs> um, and just all the expectations and all mm-hmm. that um, but during when we were in the strip mall part we started volunteering in kids ministry and that's mm-hmm. when I started following up with ministry mm-hmm. I love volunteering with students uh, mm-hmm. kids I guess students and um, just uh, so much fun to see all them grow up and um so yeah, so once we moved into the bigger building, um, we had a lot, we kind of had a revolving door with lead pastors and student mm-hmm. pastors and worship pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, we, there was just a hard part in the beginning where we lost our lead pastor and that just set us for like a, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say disaster, but a revolving door that yeah. just kept spinning. Mm-hmm. And so our staff would remain the same, but the main people would change. So like our like communications, our kids, Pastor Mary, stayed the same for a while. And my mom was there and stayed the same. But the main guy, always revolving, the student pastor, that was the hardest, is like watching those guys revolve because they have such an impact mm-hmm. to grab people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they just leave. Yep. And that's the hardest part. Um, but 
I guess it was in 20, so after high school and everything like that, it was in 2016 is when um, I got back from doing Disney World. So I did the Disney College program, if you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) The coolest thing I ever learned about Katie, I literally was like, wait, you worked at Disney? And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. So we geek out over that. (laughs) If you would have seen me in my costume working at the gift shop, it wasn't. But (laughs) it wasn't the coolest thing. But I did get into the parks for free, and that was so much fun. And I recommend anyone that wants to do it to do it. Um, It was a learning experience for sure. I took that year off of school because I wanted to, like – I never went, like, away for college. I stayed um, there, like, in Vegas. And Mm -hmm. I did – community college for a little bit then wanted to go into hospitality so i transferred to the university there university of nevada las vegas mm-hmm. well-known hospitality program yes right? so. i hated it mm-hmm. <laughs> first semester and i was like no and so then i went back to doing education that's how i started with special education mm-hmm. hospitality and then took that break and then went back to education when i got back and that's when i met um actually James Mm -hmm. and he was this he was our brand new student pastor and I had my judgmental eyes all over it I was like oh how long are you gonna be here for Mm -hmm. (laughs) like who are you gonna be and he's um was awesome he invited me and my sister to go to winter camp no summer camp summer camp with him and the students and I fell in love head over heels all in so much fun and me and my sister it was cool that we were able to volunteer together and that kind of thing um and then a little bit after that i had a great experience with god because i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do the rest of my life Mm. and education i'm not really sure education was like yeah i want to be a teacher i want to teach kids i knew that from a very young Mm. age i always loved helping i loved volunteering i loved being available for others and i wanted to teach and that's what i kind of saw myself doing is being in a classroom but i was i worked at a preschool from when i was 18 to 24 and so i went all the way from birth till you know the actual preschool age Mm -hmm. so at this time i was actually teaching the preschool class which was so much fun that's one of my joy of kids i love i want to be a mom so bad Mm -hmm. um and i remember feeding them snack and i got this full body like freeze moment Mm -hmm. and the word ministry popped in my head Mm -hmm. and i was like ha you're funny (laughs) that's not (laughs) happening (laughs) okay um Mm. that's no that no I ministry I was like yeah I'm volunteering like what do you mean and it took me a little bit I asked a lot of people like okay I think I'm supposed to go into ministry like is this a thing and every single person told me no they all said nope they're like no you just need to volunteer more no 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 you don't want to do that that's not going to make you a lot of money my parents like (laughs) the most yep that was like a big reason Uh yeah We're not. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Oops. Sorry, um, insider jokes for the podcast audience. Um, we're not in it for the money because nope. there isn't any. Like money, money in money. heaven. Yes, right. We're yes. storing treasures in heaven. heaven. That's that's it. Um, but yeah, so I, so everyone said no. My parents are very much like, no, like you're so close to getting your education degree, just get it. I was like, I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Like, Mm. I think I need to do something else. And I remember that Wednesday, I went to youth group to volunteer. And we were just having one of our big, um, we did like a giant 
Sunday. I forget how long it was, but we literally put ice cream in rain gutters. <laughs> nice. So that it wouldn't get everywhere. If they were clean, okay, we got them at Lowe's. Abby's eyes are huge right now. No, I'm just like thinking just, about like. She's thinking about how much this, how much dairy would kill her stomach right now really, if she ate it out it of a rain so gutter. <laughs> it was the no, best thing but ever. But like also the student ministry like games like I, that's my favorite thing yep. ever so i was just like enthralled we were trying now. to like beat the world record mm-hmm. but obviously that didn't happen but <laughs> it was just like one of those things that james started and then it just kept happening every yeah. year and um i remember i pulled him aside and i was like i think i want to go into ministry like i i want to go into ministry he's like cool after this let's grab some pho <laughs> and uh, of course in james style he's like and then we'll talk over it and he was the only one that supported me for a hot minute mm. um until finally like i transferred schools i started my degree and my parents were like we can't help you pay for this and i'm like that's fine like up until this point like my i had a really big inheritance from my grandma bless her heart like she gave us a lot of money i had scholarships mm-hmm. and i didn't have any debt until i decided to go into ministry of course um sounds about right it sounds about right right mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i started that journey and um about a year into it Uh, probably like six months into it maybe a year james pulled me aside and let me know that he was going to leave uh leave uh south hills and go to acf and i was furious (laughs) i was so angry because he was doing such a good job Mm -hmm. we were having great students Mm -hmm. and i was just like i guess like my angry isn't like yelling or screaming it's like a are you sure like (laughs) no like that's not right and he was like yeah but i want you to take over my job Mm. and i was like no (laughs) i was like no i was like this is a huge job Mm -hmm. to be a like a student pastor and i didn't have like my degree in it so it wouldn't be like a pastor position it's like student ministry director but i still was like that's huge like why Mm -hmm. would i do that and um he was like no like you're ready for this like i want you to do this so i was like okay um and then just a lot of like figuring stuff out and in the middle of all this we were getting a new lead pastor so that was fun so as soon as i took over for him and he left then our new lead pastor came in Mm -hmm. and that's always scary because a lot of the times for lead pastors they come in and kind of wipe out the staff and not in a bad way it's just like god called them to that church and they have to figure out how to do that well Um, what team do i want around me to do the thing that god's asking me to do exactly and he um he didn't fire anyone, thank God. And he gave me a chance, which was awesome. Um, but that summer was one of the hardest summers I have ever done because mm-hmm. I've never ran a right. student ministry before. Mm-hmm. And for me to have to figure out buses and parent stuff, and like I had no one helping me because mm-hmm. everyone else was just trying to keep their ministries going. Right. Yeah. And I was, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any guidance or anything like that. I feel like that's one of those things that's almost like planning a wedding where it's all these little details and you don't know about them until you're actually doing it. Um, like, you're like, oh, when you think about student ministry, you don't think about, oh, I'm going to have to book buses and yep. I'm going to have to set up drop off times for pick up times fam- who's taking the how many buses do i need permission Who, slips permission yes. slips talking to the parents commuting with the students getting signups don't forget you have to talk to the camp and make sure all the stuff is good with the camp when you're arriving to the camp how many rooms do you need in the camp <laughs> one of the things i always <gasps> said was they told me there would be no math <laughs> and then you have to figure out how many pizzas to order 
for <laughs> 70 hungry more. boys. Be like 70, then one each. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one pizza each. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was so hard because I've never had to do it before. And, um, but it, 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 it worked out well. My students, which was really cool back in Vegas, they are the ones that I actually started volunteering with at Kids. So mm. watching them grow up and they knew me and mm-hmm. I knew them. I wasn't mm. walking into a whole bunch of new students. It was ones that were excited, supporting. Um, the transition went super well because I was already there and I already like was part of it. And um, so just the transition was seamless. Even our worship pastor, he kind of stood behind me and helped me a lot. He was like, I've never seen a more seamless transition. I was like, good. Because I don't want that awkward stage that just happened later. But, you know, (laughs) it was one of those, like, Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be, like, our first Wednesday back and everything like that. Like, it wasn't like, oh, James isn't here. It's like, oh, yeah, we miss James, but this is still good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just... It was a lot. And that summer was the worst summer I have ever done. I wish I could go back and redo it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I, like, and I've gone to counseling for this. But I believe <laughs> I let my students down a little bit on the way that I led. I didn't lead well. Um, I didn't have a leader to lead me mm-hmm. is the biggest thing because um, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And, yeah, and then so after that summer – our lead pastor was like, yeah, we need to, we need to look into this again. And, um, it was a really hard conversation. It wasn't a good conversation. It wasn't our communication to each other wasn't done well. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. It was just very not done well. So we didn't leave, I didn't leave on the best terms, unfortunately. Um, and there was just a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so all of that i can imagine you know you're i was 24 you're, you're, i was 24 you're feeling this call <laughs> right you you felt called mm-hmm. someone had the confidence in you to to confirm that call mm-hmm. and and then hand you leadership and then you walk into a scenario where it's the hardest thing you've ever ever done yeah. right what what did that feel like? The worst feeling I mean, ever. <laughs> I mean, where where was your head at as far as the call goes? Because okay. I could imagine there's probably more than one moment where you're like, maybe I heard that wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of emotions with it. I definitely think emotion of, can I do this? it wasn't a did god tell me right like okay. i have never heard the voice of god um but that that word that day that ministry popped in my head couldn't have came from anywhere else right and so like i knew the call was right but my question was my am i adequate enough for this mm. that was the big question um and i could see that through small groups and learning how to I didn't even like didn't know how to teach and I had to all of a sudden start teaching right so like I could see like God working on that stuff and I could see that I had some knowledge of it I guess and God was growing on that so it was never the question of is this call right it was am I good enough for this Mm. that was the biggest question and the answer to that question is always no right right yep but back then I was like well we all I'm not good enough we all all struggle with that right like 
am I adequate for this task? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no. But we never that's will not be, the but point. With, yeah. That's not the point, right? And I can't imagine at 20, because the, there had to be a temptation then to go, mm, I don't want to feel that again. The immediate reaction after everything went down between me and the old, the lead pastor there, um, it was a, where am I going to get my money? <laughs> and I know that sounds really bad, but I was in the process of, uh, we, me and my two best friends are about to move out. Like we literally had an apartment ready to go. Like I've already put my deposit down mm. and I was like, I can't afford school. I can't afford my car payment. I can't do any of this. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And of course our, our conversation that first happened, it was just, it just, like I said, the communication just stunk. It really did. And he basically told me I had until the end of the year and then I was done. Um, which I was promised a two-year contract instead of a one-year contract. So that was only one year. So I was expecting a whole nother year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just a lot. So I remember I went back in. My, I like went over to my mom's office because we all worked together. And um, my mom was like, did you get fired? Like jokingly. And I was like, kind of. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I just ran to the student building because I had to get ready for Wednesday. Because yeah, it never stops. It yeah. never stops. And I like, I was looking over my notes and my mom walked in. She's like, what What happened? And I said thing. I just explained everything that happened. And she's like, I, and I just started crying. Mm. But then I couldn't fully pro- uh, process my emotions because I had to shove them down because yeah. students were coming in like mm. four right. hours. That's so right. I needed to get this done. And she was like, okay, well, what do you need? I'm like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Walk away. Let me do this. Like, no. And that's like where I think a lot of why I started counseling here is because Mm -hmm. I shoved all that down so quickly Mm -hmm. and then things turned around really fast. So I was still in contact with James and we talked to each other. I think every week he called me, checked in on me, Mm -hmm. bless his heart. Like so awesome. Yeah. My biggest advocate. And I was just, when that happened, I called him up immediately and he was like, Hey, what's going on? And I started crying. He's like, Katie, what, what's going on? I was like, I basically just got fired. And I started crying again. He's like, you know what? When you calm down, call me again. Cause I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, touche. And so I hung up. And what is funny is that, so this was in t- September and in August, he called me and asked if, um, if I was interested in moving to Texas. And I told him, no. <laughs> I said, no, I'm fine where I'm at. I really like my job. I think it's going well. Like, no, I don't want that. And he's like, okay, well, you know, if you ever change your mind, let me know. And I was like, okay. I was like, it's not gonna happen, but okay. Cause my whole family's there. All my friends are there, you know, right. basically born and raised. So yeah. why would I want to move? And then when I called him back and I was like, do you still have that job opening available? And he's like, well, I have two other interviews, but I guess I could squeeze you in. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, squeeze me in because I'm, I'm curious about it. And so I prayed about it and I just was like, I guess. And also throughout all of this, I was dating this guy, learned he didn't really love Jesus. So I had to end things with him. I had to sit down with my supposed to be roommate friends and tell them I couldn't move in. It was just a lot of doors being slammed in my face. Yeah. A lot of doors. 
Um, and hard conversations. Hard conversations yeah. with my students. That was the worst because they all thought I was leaving them. Mm. But I said, I'm not leaving you. Like, I'm still here. But this is no, I'm no longer going to be your student ministry director. Like, right. that's just how it is. Like, I'm never truly gone. But I won't be in this position anymore. But, you know, when kids have gone through so much, like these students, they were there when I like when we moved and started going to South Hills, like they were there as babies. So they have seen so much stuff. And honestly, like they've felt so much like loneliness and like Mm. that kind of thing. So I just felt so bad. But so that was in September when all that went down. And then. I had an interview at the beginning of October with Amber and James and Spencer over Zoom. I don't even know what it was. I think it was like FaceTime or something like that. Zoom. I don't know. Zoom. Skype, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, what Skype. Is, what, is, what is Skype? <laughs> we hate Zoom, but Skype. Skype, Skype is below there, man. Oh, good Lord. Um, when was the last time I used Skype? What is Skype? What? Who's, who's Skype? Such an old... <laughs> such an old one but yeah so I had my interview with them and I think it went pretty well and then he called me and he's like yeah we want to fly you out and do like an in-person like interview we want to see if like these kids get along with you and I was like okay so that was the end of October and I came for the harvest festival or fall festival or whatever the students were doing and I remember meeting Kiana and Harper and hanging out with James and Spencer and meeting Josiah I remember all that. I remember killing all of the goldfish with Spencer. (laughs) It was such a, like, I remember that so clearly. It was so awesome. And after that day, like, they hand me a, like, we want to offer you this position. This is what we're going to offer you and everything. And I was like, I, I remember my mom specifically before I got on the plane, she was like, okay, just remember, don't say yes to anything until you get back. And I was like, why not? I need a job. There's nothing else here. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, just, you need to pray about it. You need to sit on it. And I was like, okay. So when James handed me the paper, I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit on it. I'll let you know, like, what that looks like. And even, like, the next day, because I wasn't headed home to that evening, I um, I went and, like, apartment shopped and stuff like that. I knew I was moving down here, but I never, like, accepted the position just yet. Right. Um, and so when I got home, I was praying about it. And I was like, I don't see any other options like I don't like I love my parents but I was done living with them mm-hmm. like I've already done the away from them thing and I loved it and our relationships get so much stronger when we're apart mm-hmm. and not in like a terrible way but it's just you have to be more intentional right yeah and so I accepted the position I think at the beginning of November and then I moved December 22nd wow and wow. now you're here with and us. And now I'm here right. two and a half years later. It'll be three years at the end of this year. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's who, nuts. Just out of curiosity, just because I'm interested, yeah. what, who, what graduating class was your first, like, here, like, at ACF when you came in? They were, well, that was, like, Priya and Sophie and Ella. Okay. So they were, t- yeah, that was those girls. Because I, yeah, I came in right when they were seniors. So okay. 2019? Yeah, 2019. Oh, yeah, because they're Because I got, yeah, I moved here at the end of 2018. Okay. okay. And officially started, like, I say January 2019, but I think my official start date was, like, the 28th of yeah. And your sixth graders. Your sixth graders that came in, where are they now? They're still here in the ministry. Would be math. Um, <laughs> they they <sighs> promised me there'd hard. be no math. <laughs> I'm trying to think. How many pieces is that? Would be high schoolers now? 
Yes. Wow. No, almost. Almost. So they were. They're. No, they might be actually not. Freshmen. Yeah, they're freshmen. So that's Christina's group. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Girls. That's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Those are that's your so girls. fun. So when I listen to your story, you were one of the things that marked you was the lack of longevity in ministry. And what I mean by that is is that one that one person sticking around and being there for a long period of time mm. right mm-hmm. it, you didn't you did not experience that you, no. you experienced turnover yep. right at key positions mm-hmm. you know lead pastor and student pastor but you've also so you witnessed that as a staff kid <laughs> yep. so it's a unique perspective mm-hmm. um but you also have the experience of being the person who had to leave Mm. Mm. (laughs) yep what what's your what's your perspective on longevity now having having been a student Mm -hmm. in that and then having to have had to manage through that even though it wasn't your choice Mm -hmm. as you sit here right now that's a hard question because then i think to acf and how julie's been here for 20 plus years like Mm -hmm. I always thought turnover was normal. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was just a thing that had to happen. People come and they leave and that's what it is. But as but, but yet you 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 didn't like it. No. Right? It was it was like no, well, I but I hated that it was a thing, but yeah. it was right. o- it the was only thing normal. that we knew. Right. It was normal. Right. Right. And for me to kind of see like being a staff kid and when I got older too and my mom was still working there I got to see a lot of behind the scenes Mm. and so I never truly like how parents see it now I never saw it that way I only saw it behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and so I made sense in my head sometimes where I was like well oh excuse me that was so gross (laughs) how nervous was I that I was actually gonna burn We, we do have edit capabilities. Oh, so. bless. Okay, good. That needs to be edited out. Okay. So when I, like, I would see, like, oh, yeah, that person needed to leave because mm-hmm. of what, like, hearing all the gossip and all mm-hmm. the tea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they needed to try something different. Um, but then also experiencing it myself, I was like, how many people did I not understand mm-hmm. why they had to leave? Right. Um, what was really going on behind the scenes? And what, like, was I just getting, like, the... I think of Wizard of Oz, you yeah. know, and like you pay no attention the to the man behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, the man behind the curtain, like what was truly happening. Mm. And I think I had a lot more grace for that. But also, like coming here, I was like, when you do have good leadership, when you do have the people rooting for you, like longevity is a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't believe longevity is always a good thing, but I think if it's done right, it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look at I look at it a couple of ways, right? Like we there's there's a truth that says everything has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Everything does. Mm-hmm. It, churches have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Uh, staff have a, sh- a shelf life. Um, you know, seasons have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. And so there is a time. You know, I mean, Ecclesiastes teaches this, right? There's a time. There's a season for everything yeah. under heaven, and so we can't begrudge that. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said for um, for longevity. Like mm-hmm. in my personal experience, like I had one, I had one youth pastor from the time I was in kindergarten 
to the time I graduated high school. Same guy. No way. And See, so, that's like blows my mind. And I grew up with his kids, mm-hmm. and we're we were in each other's weddings, yeah. and we, you know, we we in, still in keep my dreams. We, like they are like my second parents, mm-hmm. that's so and awesome. they were then they were buddies with my parents. Yeah. Like they were the couple that my parents hung out with all the yeah. time. And so, um, you know, as we're sitting here recording this, my youth pastor's wife Jan is actually in ICU and. Mm. battling covid right we've just been praying and seeking god on that solution she's doing better so actually really good she's doing better she's get close to being weaned off her ventilator so that's a a praise but but like those are the connections right because longevity was important to Mm -hmm. him and i'm sure there were minutes where he could have been like peace Mm. out um because you know i know the church i grew up in (laughs) (laughs) they're great people and god bless them yeah but there are no perfect churches no Mm -hmm. And so, um, but the thing that I think that that showed me and that I've learned in my own experience has been that I am most, I am almost never um, worried that I stay too long, mm. always worried that I left too soon. Mm. And so that's why I asked that question, right? Yeah. Because you've, you've lived through that happening to you. And you've also been one to have to say goodbye. Yeah. And that's really, really hard. That was the hardest thing. Um, And so you have a heart for, you have to have a heart for students who've watched their student pastor leave. And at the same time, um, like what, 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 what do you think your, your heart is for, for that? Like what, 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 what is the hope? for your for your ministry for my ministry as far as longevity goes like what like what knowing all that you know and having walked through all the things that you've walked through like what's what i think i was also like gonna almost piggyback off that question and like in a similar way and say um that i think longevity in ministry and um refreshing and having that shelf life can Mm -hmm. also coincide with one another. I believe that, I mean, we have Julie Washington over here who's been on staff for 20 years and the kids' ministry hasn't ever looked so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is Mm -hmm. always improving. Absolutely. And um, honestly, like just from being an intern in that ministry this summer and then also experiencing getting to work alongside Alex and Ryan, Mm -hmm. um, bringing in those interns and the people that are going to help you renew the ministry while you're still consistently there. Um, How do you feel like you, you and Christian honestly right now are doing that? Like what, what is your, your perspective, I guess, on how y'all are trying to, you know, have a season for things, but Hmm. then, you know, transitioning into something new, but also Mm -hmm. y'all are, consistent and you're still there and you're still pouring into those students yeah I I think back to so I was a part of a young adult group called create in um Las Vegas no longer exists RIP um (laughs) they were amazing and I remember we went from Derek and he actually as like our leader and then Frank stepped in his name was Frank Tappy I really hope he'll listen to this because he is one of my like he leads so well 
he stepped in and I was no I did not want anything to do with him I was like nope get him out bring us back Derek like we don't want him here and he just came in and he just sat and let us do a season of create how we did it Mm. and then he'd slowly start changing things and he'd slowly be like hey you know what this is what I'm seeing what do you guys think we're like yeah yeah, that, that does sound better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd slowly start bringing new people in and slowly start changing our vision a little bit. And just slowly but surely, all of a sudden, we're this brand new, amazing group that is so much tighter mm. and more connected. And that's what I really hope that Christian and I and Chad can do is like bring in the new while still having some of that old where we're not completely cutting off everything, mm-hmm. but we're slowly changing stuff like even christian's great he's like i don't want to change too much like i want to see how this goes Mm -hmm. like let's see like you know and i love that because kids need consistency students need consistency but that doesn't mean that you can't slowly start shifting a couple things just a little something here and a little something there and all of a sudden after six months of changing little things you have this brand new thing that they've already been coming to for Mm -hmm. so long that it doesn't like it's just it is what it is and so that's what i think like i really like how you said that abby is like the longevity you could also have the old with the new mm-hmm. and that's how i think like christian's the new shiny toy <laughs> and i'm over here like we've been here let's go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good um it's interesting because i think a lot of times you know you hear the, the phrase the grass is greener on the other side right but there's also that saying that says the grass is only green where you water it mm, amen and so like i think sometimes we think that we we can only stay fresh if we change the environment around us mm. when honestly the best way is to continue to cultivate what's happening in us mm. right we continue to water what god's trying to do in us That's and then good. the environment around us benefits from that that's yeah, super true and so um i've always been you know in in my time in ministry you you walk through seasons and you look at things and you go you know there are always folks who think they know better yeah and sometimes they do yeah um but at the same time it's like like you you can't if you're not going to be willing if you're not willing to invest then and all you do is just critique mm. then and I think sometimes that's what we do, right? We we step back from the situation that we're in and we start critiquing everything instead of going, okay, what can I do to be a part of the solution to this? Can I tell you that was recently something that Brandy Barr called me out on? Nice. <laughs> like in this past week <laughs> about how I haven't been um, as engaged. She used the word engaged. And I was like, I'm engaged? What are you talking about? I think I'm saying I'm time with students. But literally what you're talking about is like I was so – I was stepping out and I was starting to be like, well, this and this and this. And she's like, but what are you doing to help with it? Mm. And I'm like, whoop, okay, yeah, okay, I need to work on that. And that's one of those things, right, because Brandy – you talk about longevity. Brandy Barr is like the <laughs> bar standard. Literally. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. gold bar standard. <laughs> Because, because Brandy, I, you're, I know you're listening to this. Brandy, you've worked every job there is in this organization, mm-hmm. and you do it with grace mm-hmm. and with an attitude of, how can I help? Yes. And so, like, it's amazing. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't even think Brandy has a title right now. She but, doesn't. but she's, she's doing 
her thing. Yep. She's yeah. being Brandy. Yep. She's she's operating out of her giftedness, and she is like literally changing lives for Jesus mm-hmm. just by being who God made her to be. Yeah. Yep. And that's a good word, Brandy. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, she um she really called me out, and it hurt a little bit. But that's the kind of people that you need surrounding you. Yeah. Let me just tell you, the people that have surrounded me during this time. I could, I would not be where I am without them. Mm. And that's people that I've known for 10 plus years and people I've only known since I moved here. And Brandy's one of those people. She, if I, oh my gosh, Brandy Barr, I'm telling you right now, if you wouldn't have been on staff with me, I don't know what would have happened. So can I make an observation? Yeah. About your story. Every time there's been something or an, an uncertainty or a transition, God has had somebody mm-hmm. there to give you what you needed. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's so cool. That's so that cool. Isn't that really crazy? Cool. He slammed all those doors in my face, but continued to put a cushion. Because every time he slammed a door in my face, I'd fall on my booty and there'd be a cushion, a little friend catching me there. Mm. And it was my people that just supported me with all of my hurt from South Hills and like all of the just like trying to figure it out that's Frank and Jesse and Kendall and they were amazing um my friend Lexi and Kiera they were oh my gosh they were my rocks my parents like my poor dad just like I love my dad so much he is one of my biggest advocates and he was so angry with me but never let his anger leak into mine Mm. he never once like i never felt his anger i just knew it was there and then my sister during this whole thing my sister was living in paris Mm. like paris france y'all not paris texas (laughs) and they can say all they want that it's paris but it's not um but she was there and like she is my she's my person like Mm. she is my best friend and she like I remember FaceTiming her it was whatever time my time and she was bright and early and I just cried because I didn't know what else to do and then there was my friend Brittany who lived in Phoenix not Phoenix Prescott and I remember I went up there for a weekend because I didn't know what else to do and she just let me be there and she has she had a kid you know she has two kids and a husband and she still opened up her doors Mm -hmm. and like I can name a thousand more people but it was the point of like God continued to show me that and I had I honestly I couldn't say that back when I everything happened mm. like I can look back now and see the people that supported me and yeah. loved me regardless um but yeah and then coming here and like Will straight up calling me his daughter all the time like I, my mom cries every time I talk about Will because mm. she's like you have people like yeah. your people care and I was like I know we love you Katie <laughs> I know and it's so great and it's crazy because I moved here without knowing anyone like right. I knew James and Catherine and that was it yeah that was it I've never been to Texas never visited Texas and yeah God's God's nuts okay he's, he's like a daredevil he's <laughs> like one of those that's like you sure you know what you're doing he's like yeah I got this he's like actually I know it way better than anybody I else. I know, and I'm like, dumb. <laughs> I, tell me. <laughs> I love, I love that. The fact that when we look back, and like, it's this. This is this is what God does. Like, you look back, and it's it's moments. There are moments, but there are always people mm-hmm. attached mm-hmm. to those moments. Yeah. yeah. I was 
I, I heard something earlier this week and it resonated with me because of what we've been talking about here at ACF recently mm-hmm. and listening to the message that our um, men's and discipleship and women's and small group pastors talked about this past weekend about good. community and the reasons why it's yeah. it's a focus of what we do. Um, but it, John, John 11, it tells the story of Jesus being, quote, late for Lazarus's death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and and I, I, I never thought about this before. And what I heard said took, and it's crazy how the Holy Spirit does this. Like this was not what the person that was talking was talking about, but it resonated with me because the Holy Spirit said, this is what this means. So in John eleven forty four, Jesus says, um, it says, well, he had just said, Lazarus, come out. So Lazarus comes out of the grave, right? And then like, on, in 44, <laughs> it says, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So yeah. if you go back to the story of G, if you go forward, fast forward to the story of Jesus, Jesus raises from the dead and he, scripture tells us that he, he his grave clothes were folded, like, they found his grave yeah. clothes folded. Why would Jesus take the time to fold his gr- his own grave clothes? Because Jesus is the only one that could take off his own grave clothes. <gasps> because right? Lazarus, people but, but had to do it. Lazarus couldn't take off his own grave clothes. That's why community is so important. It's so important. Like, we're stuck in our own dead state. We're stuck in our own death. We're, we're contemplating the, the death over whatever it is, the death over a dream, the death over a thing, the death over... <laughs> And, and we need people to come around, around us and take off our grave clothes so that we can live a new life, right? This is what God does. And that's what God's done for you, right? Every time you've had a, a, the death of a dream or the, the, the pause of a thing, God's brought somebody along to help you take off your, your grave clothes. Like, isn't that so cool? You guys can't see us right now, but like me and Katie's <laughs> mouths are like wide open right now. And I, I was like, like I was, I'm like I was, I was, con- I was contemplating this yesterday. <laughs> And I'm like, God, what do you want to do with this little piece of information? This is what God wants to do. This is what he does. That's so good. Like, God gave you those moments with people yeah. to, to help you take off your grave clothes and move on to Put the Put that on thing. a t shirt. Woo! So come on out of that grave. Come on. Hey, thanks guys so much. Welcome to our TED Talk. Um, <laughs> come on. So that'll be forty-five fifty for your counseling. Yes. <laughs> I already did that yesterday. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, oh, no, but um, man, thing. I I love I, I just this is why I love this. I love yeah. sitting across from somebody and hearing their story, and mm-hmm. I hope that today wherever you are you're listening to this story and it resonates with you and you're thinking about those people that god has put in your in your path Mm -hmm. to help you do the thing that god has for you next Mm. yep because that's why community is so important like we will stay in the grave friends we will stay in the grave if we don't and Mm. katie thank you for helping us of course help other people yeah get to this place where they just say okay god whatever you have whatever you want to do yes open-handed I'm, I'm here you walk into a new state hope for the best that's right yeah hands up hands down palms up palms down have you heard of that katie does yep. that exercise with us all the time all the time it's awesome but thanks for thanks for being on the podcast it's, hey. it's been awesome. thank you for inviting me you guys are great thank you for listening <laughs>